This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Yeah, you come to me today. You want some Parmesan? Yeah, I'll get you some Parmesan. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, snowshoes, touchdown, Kansas City. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. It's over. The Bullpups have knocked out this in the age. And for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas. Everything happening in the sports world. Oh, oh, are you serious? Slam jam, bear. Get him ready for the NBA fucking contest. And even some things not happening in the sports world. So you're saying you will not watch any episodes of The Bachelor this year? I think I'd rather have a tooth pull. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing, another edition of According to Jim, right here on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner, joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Steve, did you have a chance to see some of the headlines on ESPN when you were home at lunch? I took a nap. You got a little nap in. I had to get a little nap. So no Stephen A. on, no, no Max I, Kellerman. I didn't watch any of that. No was, headlines. No, no, I didn't see the headlines. Well, have you seen the headline that might make Jim a very happy person? Arkansas? Well, it does have to deal with Arkansas. Okay, I don't know. What, what well, was? your favorite academic institution. KU? I was being sarcastic. Oh. Probably your least favorite. Ooh, that could be a lot of them. The University of Missouri. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. So, the University of Missouri and their athletic department is in some trouble. Uh Uh-oh. Because of some tutors. Cheaters. And that they found out that tutors were completing the work of student athletes. Uh Uh-oh. So, what that means is they're going to have a playoff ban. Now, I don't remember which all sports this is going to stretch across, but I know it will impact football. And it, I, I think it might go for baseball, too. I think it might be going for basketball. I haven't read all the details there, but I know it is for football. Ooh. So, do you remember the guy who thought about transferring to Arkansas? Kelly Bryant. Now, with a postseason ban, Uh-oh. he does have a waiver to be immediately eligible at another school. So can I get my guy Kelly Bryant to come to Arkansas, Steve? Can I do it? I don't know. Maybe Steve can write a hot take column. A pistol hot take? I think you could write a column and maybe get him to transfer to Arkansas. Well, this is late breaking news. Okay. I mean, it, it's it's hopping right now. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe maybe that'll make my week. I don't think Kelly Bryant is going to be the difference. What were they this year? Five and well, they were two and ten. Two and ten. Yeah. I don't think Kelly Bryant would five. I like your I like your optimism. I don't think Kelly Bryant can make them ten and two. Maybe he will, Steve. Maybe he's the guy. Well, I don't know. Depends what kind of greatest turnaround in college football history. Everybody talks about K State. No, it's going to be Arkansas. Well, I'd like to see it be KU myself. Well, yeah, I'm sure you would. I think you'd like Kelly Bryant to transfer there. Mm Mm-hmm. Steve, I want to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl later on today. Okay. I want to go through some prop bets with you and see how you'll be spending your money at the Caesars Palace and all other different casinos in Vegas. But before we talk about the gambling side of the Super Bowl, I was reading an interesting column today from The Athletic, 
and they were talking about NFL officials and talking about how this NFL season has kind of been plagued by officials, and that's been a conversation through a lot of this season. And trying to get Roger Goodell to make a statement in regards to the officials and trying to come out and say, hey, they've been bad, Here we, it's a problem, here's the answer, we need to have an answer here pretty soon because this is getting ridiculous. And a lot of that stems from the Saints game, Saints-Rams, no pass interference called. Oh, that was a terrible Not call. directly leading to the Rams coming back and being able to win, but it certainly did not help. Well, the Saints would have won that game. Probably. Well, they would have run the clock out. They'd taken three knees and run it down to three seconds and kicked a field goal. But Probably. There's no guarantee the field goal would have been good. Yeah, but that had, it'd been a 22-yarder. Probably. Yeah. So, my question for you is, is there a solution? Do you really think there's that big of a problem? Answer me that. Do you think there is a problem with NFL officiating right now? I don't think so. I don't think there is either. I, I really don't because the calls that are bad are reviewed unless that you've run out of challenges. So most of the ba- most of the questionable calls are reviewed. The only ones that aren't reviewed are pass interference calls. Holding. Yeah. But they could call holding every play. Right. I mean, they really could. I mean, all the rules are set up now to favor the offense. So I, I feel sorry for the D-backs because they have no chance. Because they just literally have no chance. Maybe Steve and I are a little bit skewed in this opinion. And part of it is that we have to watch a lot of sports from a reasonably objective standpoint. Where even though we could be watching a McPherson basketball game and we want the Bullpups to win, we tend to be pretty objective when it comes to officiating. And we won't sit there and say, oh my gosh, they called a charge, and there's no chance. What a horrible Every once in a while, I'll just say, wow, that one, that was a close one, or it could have gone the other way. And even being objective, you could do that. Because officials could come over to me while I'm sitting there typing my story and saying, your story really stinks. <laughs> and I bet they would. Oh, they probably would. I'd say, look at that typo, you idiot. Oh, yeah. God. Lots of typos. So maybe Steve and I don't have the right opinion because we do tend to see games from a little different lens. We are not watching games as just passionate fans for a lot of the work we do. Now, that does happen when, let's say, we're watching a Chiefs game. Let's say we're watching a KU basketball game for you, an Arkansas football game for me. There are those thoughts that run through my head, but the main thought that runs through my head about this issue, whether we can call it an issue or not, is I always believe that games are supposed to be won despite what the officials say is happening. Now, I will blame officials if there is a call that 100% changes the outcome of a game and that they completely got it wrong or they weren't in the right position or they missed a rule, they got a rule wrong. I'm not saying that officials are perfect, but I think maybe that's the point here, is that they're not perfect. Sometimes they're not going to be perfect, and sometimes you're going to lose a game because of a call. And maybe that's the way I live my life, and that it doesn't affect me. That That's my assumption going in, is that sometimes the officials are going to be wrong, but that a majority of the time... They're right. Whenever they do end-of-year reviews with MLB umpires, it tends to be that they get about 
4% of calls right. right. Whether that is balls and strikes, whether that is safer out calls on the base pass. Now, sometimes you don't get it right. And that's why you have replay in order to try and correct some of these issues. Are you sort of in the same boat as me, Steve? Or do you get more fed up with officiating? No, I, I think that's just, as they say in golf, that's the rub of the green, laddie. You know, it just happens. And and there's not a whole lot, you know, like I say, there's enough replay now on call, bat, you know, questionable calls. Especially fumble, was right. the knee down, right. did he get two feet in right. bounds? Right. So maybe they need to have a rule in the final two minutes, you know, they can review pass interference. Because I feel like if they review every pass interference call, you're oh, we'll be there all day. Yeah, you're looking at four and a half hour games like college football. I mean, college football be six hour games because I think college football has got to quit stopping the Man, clock. Slow. They got to quit stopping the clock on every first down. Well, and it doesn't help too that if the college game was played very similar to the NFL game where there was more running. I, th- I think the games would be a little shorter, but yeah. so many college offenses oh, are pass, 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 50, pass, pass, pass. passes a game is the norm for some teams. A Mike Leach game at Washington State yeah. could be seven hours. Yeah, and I, I really think, you know, they talk about reducing injuries. In the college game, you could reduce a lot of injuries by not, you know, stopping the clock every time you have to move the chains for a first down. NFL just keeps it right on moving. So that's why in college games, there's teams that sometimes run 105 plays. I mean, it's crazy. There's like a, almost there's about 180 plays a game in a college game. Or if you're a New England Patriots fan, you run 94 plays against the Chiefs in a playoff game, but we won't talk about oh, that. Oh, if they would have stopped the clock after Ugh. the first down, can you imagine how long that game would have been? They would have had 180 36, plays. 36 first downs. <laughs> Good grief. So getting back to this point of what can the NFL do to fix this problem, and I don't really even think it's a problem. To me, Steve, I almost think that NFL officiating is probably way better right now yeah. than it was well, 10 me, years let ago. Let me ask you this. If that call would have occurred during the regular season, would we be talking about it right now? Well, I, I think there would be some sort of backlash with it. And part of it to me comes back to the modern internet, modern social media, where 20 years ago, if that exact same call happened in the exact same game, exact same play, I think it could have been talked about for a little bit, but because there isn't this social media where it just keeps circulating and circulating and circulating. Social media has ruined the world as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Uh, There are a lot of good things with it, but I think that with this, you see it more. There's a chance to see this call where maybe you're somebody that didn't even watch the game, but if I asked random person, hey, did you see the Saints-Rams game? Oh my gosh, I heard about that call at the end of the game. Yeah. That it becomes more of a prevalent storyline where 20 or 30 years ago, I think it might have come down to, wow, Drew Brees threw that interception in the overtime and then the Rams kicked a 60-yard field goal. I think the storyline could have been a little bit different. So, I do think that has something to do with it, plus the amount of value that there is with big screen, 80-inch TVs sure. with slow motion replay yeah. that the Fox broadcast can show you over and over and over again. We saw the play 100 times during the game yeah, with slow motion instant replay oh, right in front of you. And you didn't even need to have slow motion to see that one. That was just a blatant 
That was the worst call in the history of the NFL. There's just no doubt. And I, I just don't like to lump everything with an NFL season, everything with NFL officiating into this one game and say, oh my gosh, the NFL officiating yeah, I, I is think, so horrible. I, I, I think they do a pretty good job. I, really I do, do too. And I think it's not an easy job either. One solution that this article from The Athletic mentioned would be adding an extra member to the crew. I believe there's already seven officials on the field. Is that yeah. the number that sounds I, right to you? Oh, I don't know. I, I think it's seven. And that they would maybe add an eighth member of the crew that would maybe be sitting well, up they, in the press box. They added, what was it? Now, there's two guys behind the line of scrimmage now, isn't there? Or is that in the college, I, I, I'm, or is that the college game? I don't know enough about the officiating and the numbers and exactly where they're positioned, but... This article suggested add an eighth member of the crew up in the booth with replay monitors surrounding him or her. Well, it's too bad the late Vance Carlson isn't still alive. He, he would have some really great insight on this. And not just to be able to see the play back again quickly, but also be able to see over the top of the field. And so that way they would have a good angle on everything and say, ooh, that play over the middle, you might not have seen this, but there was this happening on the backside. I... I think that's not a bad idea, and NFL experts were sort of motioning that way anyway and saying this is something that could definitely happen. But I really don't think there's a problem. And there might be some Chiefs fans that are out here saying, well, what about that Tom Brady roughing the passer? That's the worst call I've ever seen. And I would say, yeah, it wasn't a great call. You think Michael Jordan got some calls that, Maybe, Jordan, maybe didn't Michael they weren't Jor- real fouls. Michael Jordan got every call. You think LeBron James gets some calls every now and then? Well, we saw Jordan Murdoch last night. He got some Fringe, calls for friends. For Friends University last night, Jordan Murdoch, who's a first team All American, that guy can just go out there and you you sneeze on him, it's a foul. But that's just part of the game. And I'm not acting like Chris Jones barely touched him, because he did. Smack him on the shoulder. Right. And what's the rule in the NFL? You're not supposed to hit the quarterback over the shoulder pads. He hit him on the top of the shoulder pads. Man. And I, I didn't think it was a great call. No, that was a bad call. I mean, it wasn't a good call, but I, I at least understand it. I understand how yeah. it could have happened. The perception. And, yeah. and that's the way I understand all officiating is that sometimes there's going to be a bad call. And we hear this conversation with baseball a lot, Steve. Why don't we put a chip inside of the ball and you have a little strike zone there that it's computer generated and every pitch that's thrown, there's an umpire that has the chart in front of him and if the chip on the ball crossed through the strike zone, it's a strike. There's a human element to the game. People well, don't is, want that. Will baseball go to the you know, the box that they show? Someday with balls and strikes. But do you want that? that? No. Would you rather them miss a few calls? Oh, and I think those guys, they see about 250 pitches a game, give or take a few. They probably only miss about two or three. Right. And every now and then, you're going to get a break on the call. What do you think Los Angeles Rams fans are saying about the NFL officiating? Oh, they They're saying, that might not have been a good call, but it was a good break for us. Yeah. We're Saints fans. It's the opposite. And so... A lot of it comes from what team you're rooting for and everything that happens on the home side of things, the the bias side. Mm-hmm. But the thing you have to remember is they're human. Right. And I think when you start to take the human element 
out of sports with officiating, whether it's baseball, whether it's basketball, whether it's football, I think the game begins to change yeah. and changes for the wrong reasons. Right. Would you like it if every single penalty was called in a football game? Anytime the jersey was tugged just a little bit. We'd be there all day. Anytime no. there were illegal hands to the face the just ga- a little bit. The game's too long as it is. I just think if we go by the book 24-7 that there could be a little bit of problem with it. If every time a quarterback got hit just a little bit late, oh, there's the flag, then everybody's complaining, oh my gosh, why are we calling everything? These refs are terrible. I think probably for the rest of time, people will not be happy with officiating. Is that a a bold statement? Why do you think in high school basketball right now we have so few? We're hurting for officials. I mean, we, we had three officials the other night that the combined age of the three were barely as old as me. That's hard to do. Yeah. Well, in some ways, it's not that hard. I mean, you are yeah. kind of ancient. I am. What, 88? Is that how old you are? No, I don't know. Somewhere. Yeah, that's not hard to do. Three it's people. Ball- it's probably in the ballpark. Yeah, you're, it's close enough. Yeah. All right, Steve, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to go through some Las Vegas Super Bowl prop bets. I know Steve's a big fan of the prop bets. He's already got his big pool going to make sure that he gets all of his money in and trying to figure out how long it will take Gladys Knight to sing the national anthem. We'll take a break and come back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon, it's according to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, did you have any comment about this song? You fine with it? This is fine. Jet Airliner. Oh, yes. Yeah, Yesterday, Miller. Steve kept giving me some eyes, some Steve eye Steve Miller rolls. Band. We talked about the potential of Steve going to prison. You remember that, Steve? Yeah, I had somebody ask me at the game last night, you're not a big fan of jail. I said, no. I think a little jail time would be good for oh, you. Oh, I don't think so. Maybe like 20 years ago, if we could go take 40-year-old Steve and put him in jail. Well, I'd be older than that, but anyway. Well, see, I'm helping you out yeah. there. Steve, I, I, I love prop bets. That's my favorite part of the Super Bowl. Now, I'm not some just gambling degenerate or anything. I'm not going to go spend all my money on this. But I enjoy the prop bets because a lot of times sports gambling, it makes games more interesting. Would you really want to watch Louisiana Monroe take on Texas State unless maybe you had a little money on the over? I bet you wouldn't it's, watch it's that very like often. when I play golf, I just really can't go out and play. Yeah, you need the the thrill of, gotta have a little, of winning $4. Yeah, you got to have a little – well, sometimes – Big game. 40 in the big game. Yeah. Yeah, the big game. So some of my favorite Super Bowl props happen before the game. And they always have the Tom Brady over or under 287 passing yards. Do you take the over or do you take the under? And those ones are fine. Those are fun. But I really like the stupid stuff that doesn't really have to do anything. Who's going to win the coin toss? So not only just who's going to win the coin toss, what will the toss be? Heads or tails? Will oh, the, I know. It's crazy. Will the coin toss, whoever calls it, I believe that the Patriots are going to be the visiting team. 
So whatever they call, will it be correct or will it be wrong? Which one will they call, heads or tails? Yeah. What the team who wins the co- the toss, what do they choose to do? Yeah. Do they defer? Do they receive? You know what Big Red would do? There's just all these different things just for the coin toss. Right. And I love some of that stuff. How about the length of the national anthem? So Gladys Knight will be performing. What would you assume the number, the, the time that they're setting the over or under at? Oh, probably a minute 45. You're very close. Minute 47. Really? So they are okay. saying over 107 seconds or under 107 seconds. Now, how do you think they come up with a number like that? Well, they probably just play somebody singing the national anthem at a moderate pace. They time it, and then now you can get some real, you know, strange variations. Now, my man, Jerry Kinnaman, he doesn't like it when somebody tricks up the national anthem. He wants you to sing the anthem and not just go off on a tangent. Oh, say, can you yeah, see? Yeah, just sing the anthem. Don't do all that, you know, acapella, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, you know, something like that. Just sing the anthem, you know. What do you think Gladys Knight's going to do? I think she'll be pretty close. I think she'll be really good. I like Gladys Knight. Big fan of the Pips, too. Oh, yeah. So, do you think that somebody has been studying Gladys Knight National Anthem tape? Oh, I'm sure. You think they've found out where she sang the anthem before? Well, I'm sure How she long has. it took her? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say she's going to go just a few seconds over. I really so, at do. 107. There, there was a couple of years ago, I believe it was Lady Gaga, but I don't remember who was performing. And the line was at like two minutes and three as seconds. As long as it's not Carl Lewis. Oh, yeah. Well, that one wasn't very good. Oh, my God. I think it was before an NBA game, maybe. Yeah. Out in L.A. or something. It was bad. Oh. Roseanne. It was like somebody had, had hit hit a dog or something. <laughs> the, the, there was one a few years ago where whoever it was, they were like 12 seconds under. And I took the under, and we're all excited. And the home of the and just held it out. Yeah. And then crossed into the over, and everybody was throwing papers oh, and sure. smashing their phones. That is something I just would not bet on, though. So the length of the national anthem, let's see, what other things? Oh, they're also going to sing America the Beautiful. Okay. Familiar with that one? Oh, yeah, for, uh, let's see. <laughs> How's it go? Yeah, forget it, I know. Uh, oh, beautiful, for yeah, spacious there you go. guys. For America. Oh, yeah, I like that song. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. By Chloe X. Haley. Don't know her. I don't know who that is either, so don't feel too bad. They also have some broadcasting prop bets. And whenever I put together these sheets, I try to pick things that are not like this because it's hard to really pay attention enough. So they've got the prop bets of the Super Bowl national rating over or under 44.5. I'm going to go under. And that's a pretty good rating right there. Yeah, I'm going to go under. Super Bowl U.S. viewership in terms of people over or under 106.5 million people. I'm going to go under on that, too. Wow, you don't have any faith. Mm -mm. Because people spend too much time on social media. They're watching the game. I don't care. They're they're not paying attention to the game. They're on social media. It doesn't matter if they're paying attention. Is it on and are they watching? They're they're texting about the commercials or something. Yeah, they're watching. Put your phones away during a game. That's what I say. Will CBS show the replay of the missed pass interference call on Rams versus New Orleans? During the game or before the game? During the game. During the game, no. Before the game, yes. Will Jim Nance say, hello, friends, when announcers come on the air? Yes, he will. The yes is 
a minus 10,000, which means it is a strong, strong favorite. Yeah, he will. <laughs> Hello, friends. Total times that Jim Nance and Tony Romo say, gronk. What do you think the line is? Probably about eight. Well, the over-under is 2.5. So Ooh. you're going hard over? Yeah I, yeah, I think so. Will Jim Nance or Tony Romo say, goat, as in greatest of all time? No. Will Jim Nance or Tony Romo say, dynasty? Yes. Will Jim Nance or Tony Romo say, underdog? And not referring to the, yes. the superhero. Yes. Will Jim Nance or Tony Romo say, hot Lana? You ever heard anybody say hot Oh, Lana? yeah, all the time. I, I don't, no, <laughs> all the I, time. I don't think so. Total times Roger Goodell will be shown on the broadcast. Over under 1.5. I'm going to hammer the I'm over I'm going to go that. over because he's going to give the Super Bowl trophy, so there's one for sure. And they'll show him in the press box because he'll be probably with Bob Kraft. And, or no, no, he hates the Patriots. He'll be with whoever the – Stan Kroenke, I guess it is. Rams owner. Who will Bill Cower pick to win during the CBS pregame show? You could bet on that. New England. Ooh, they're saying he'll p- he'll pick New England. Yeah. All right. How about these? These ones are funny, and we'll we'll wrap up after this. Donald Trump props. We don't talk about El Presidente all that often on this show, but will he take part in a pregame interview on CBS? Is something you can gamble on. Yes, yes. or no? Yes. Ooh, you're saying yes. Yeah. Will he, he attend the game? Yes. Ooh, no is the heavy favorite. I think he will. Total times that he will tweet during the game. The line is set at one. I don't think he'll tweet during the game. I think he'll wait till after it's over. Yeah, because he's like Steve, and he puts his phone down during the game. That's right. Will he congratulate the winning team via Twitter by midnight? If it's if it's the Patriots, he'll probably tweet 10 minutes after the game because he likes Tom Brady because he wears <laughs> a MAGA hat. <laughs> will the Super Bowl winning team visit the White House? Yes. Ooh, that's the favorite at minus 200. But I think a bunch of players won't show up. There you go. We've got all sorts of fun gambling prop bets. These were all from betdsi.com. Steve, I'll get you a little subscription, and you can figure out all the bets you want to make. I don't need to. I'll make. bring you a sheet, and we'll I, see how I, you do. I don't make any bets. Oh. <laughs> I just set the line. Yeah, we'll see about that. Steve, Steve, not only the most popular man in McPherson, the most gambling man <laughs> in McPherson. Yeah, I. Yeah, right. He's the the gambler. Is that the name of that song? You got to know when to hold him. Got to yeah. know when to fold him. Yeah, Kenny Rogers. Got to know when to take the over yeah. on Tony Romo. Tony Romo. He, I'd take the over on or take Tony Romo anytime because he's on fire right he's now. He's the man. He is the man. All right, Steve, one more break. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Steve? <laughs> I ran out of things to say as Steve walked out of the room. And I said, Steve? And he said, yes. Yeah, yeah here I am. <laughs> Steve, I found a couple other prop bets I wanted to ask you about. Okay. 
So these are for the Super Bowl on Sunday, but you'll be watching. How many commercials will have a dog in them? Over under at 5.5. Over. Oh, you're taking the over. Yeah. Woof. Will Dilly Dilly be said during a Bud Light commercial? You know, Dilly Dilly! Oh, yes, yeah. How many 30-second Bud Light commercials will feature the Bud Knight? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The Bud Knight? Yeah. Over under 1.5. I'm probably going to go under. How many Clydesdales will be shown in a Budweiser commercial? Over under 8.5. Under. Ooh, you're not you're not in on the Clydesdales. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Will there be an animal besides a horse in the Budweiser Clydesdale commercial? No. Ooh, that's the underdog. What about a dog? There's always like a little Dalmatian or well, some dog could, running around. Could be. Which soft drink brand commercial will air first? Coca-Cola or Pepsi? Pepsi. Ooh, are you a Pepsi guy or a Coke guy? I like Pepsi more than Coke. What are some of your favorite Super Bowl commercials that you remember? Oh, I don't. I, I really don't pay attention to the commercials that Why much. not? I I just don't. You That's, don't care? I don't care. I think you should care. What about Mean Joe Green? I like that commercial. Hey, Mean Joe. Yeah. Here you go, kid. What about Doritos or some of the Mountain Dew, some of those other ones that are always weird? I just want to watch the game. That's I'm just. That's a, not fun, Steve. I'm a nuts and bolts guy. What about the halftime show? Will you be interested in the halftime show? No. Why not? Maroon 5, are you kidding me? What do you mean, are you kidding me? They're super popular. Uh, no. What do you think will be their first song performed? I don't know any of their songs. How about Moves Like Jagger? You know, you know Jagger, don't you? No. Mick? Oh, Mick Jagger. Yeah. yeah, I know. What about This Love? They should have had Skinner. That's what I'm saying. I think that would be a hard performance. (laughs) They could play Sweet Home Alabama and some Freebird. Tuesday's gone. What about the song What Lovers Do? You can get that at plus 500. I don't don't even think I know that. I don't know any of this Maroon 5 stuff. Payphone. I'm at a payphone trying to call home. I don't know. I don't know Maroon 5. Girls Like You? That's a good one. I don't know. <laughs> what about Will? Ad- Do you know Adam Levine, the lead singer of Maroon oh, 5? Oh, yeah, yeah. Will that he I be do. shown wearing a hat? No. Ooh, that's the underdog. They think he's going to wear a hat. Total songs played during the halftime show? Three. So you're taking the under of 6.5. 6.5? Yeah. Good grief. Well, How they long? don't usually play the whole song. Usually they'll play a clip of it and move on. They've got like 15 minutes. Will Christina Aguilera make an appearance during the halftime show? Because they're on The Voice together. They're good friends. No. What about Will Mick Jagger make an appearance during the halftime no. show? You want to see Mick up there? With his pointing his fingers like this? I can't get! No! Yeah. That'd be I, good. Stones would be good, though, for halftime. Ooh. I bet they've except, done it before. Except they'd have to prop poor old Keith up. He looks like he's about <laughs> 210 years old. I think I think we could get it done for you, Steve. All right. Tomorrow on the show, we'll preview the Bullpups taking on Andale. We've got a ton of other games going on over the weekend, and then we'll get Steve's real predictions about the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. Sounds good. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Well,